Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is sort of a little revision of, a again, another little series that we've been going through, isn't it? Yeah, because last week in the program, we introduced you to a history lesson told through the medium of true love, or rather, Scaelta Grána Heron, where the loves and lives of six Irish couples are told over six episodes on Wednesday nights on TG Car. Famous Irish couples. Now, if you've missed the first couple, you can watch them, of course, back on the TG Car player. And last Wednesday saw, oh my God, the most amazing story of Robert Emmett and Sarah Curran as they struggled against endless obstacles placed before them by both their families and history. Now, this week, we're going to see another struggle against the odds. It's the fateful love story of Oscar Wilde and his youthful Bosie. So, Connor caught up again with the series writer and director, Cork's Paddy O'Shea. Paddy, we're going to have to rename the programme The History House because the Arts House doesn't apply anymore. Because I am starting to learn more and more about Irish history as a result of various programmes that have come to our attention on the show. Over the last 40-odd weeks, I've learnt about the history of art in Ireland. And ironically, part of the journey that you took on Wednesday involved a character that I've kind of bumped into on my journey through art. And that was a barrister, a judge, a politician. He was known as the master of the roles and a man called Phil Pot Curran. And it was his daughter and the man that she bumped into at a harp recital that caused an awful lot of hoo-ha in the Phil Pot Curran household. <laughs> it, it sure did, yeah, my goodness. Our story from Stilt Drawn here on last Wednesday, just Wednesday just gone, was yeah. Robert Emmett and Sarah Curran. Yeah. It's on the TG Carr player right now. If, if anyone has missed it and wants to see it, especially after this chat we're going to have, you'll definitely want to go watch it. Brilliant. John Philpott Curran, he was a complicated character. Yeah. In fairness, he was a very popular man in public. He was a very powerful and famous orator and speaker and he uh, actually a historian on our show calls him a crypto-Catholic meaning that he was he might have been a Protestant out walking around by day but he worked so hard for Catholic emancipation and Catholic rights and, and defending Catholics that uh, they thought that he was leading that way but his daughter was this young girl who captured the heart of the patriot Robert Dennis yeah and madly in love with her and when Philpott Curran found this out. He basically told the family, don't let Robert Emmett into the house. An extraordinary tale. I don't want to give too much away. There's a couple of outstanding moments, or standout moments even. One of them was the present, the love present that he gave Sarah Curran. The, uh, the harp-shaped brooch yeah. that is currently in the uh, public museum in Cork, in Fitzgerald Park. We went in there and we found this little brooch in the shape of a harp with green emeralds, white pearls, the green, white and gold, yeah. essentially, of the Irish flag. Yeah. But yeah. the little brooch, it is so small, it's so delicate, it's about the size of a two-euro coin. Wow. And 
course. It's, it's, it's that little piece that's still existing that gives us a link back to Robert yeah. and Sarah and their yeah. love story, you know? That's great. Amazing. Yeah. And the, the other thing that caught my eye was how young they were. They really were just, you know, it's, it's like the, the path of true love never runs smoothly. Like, And in their <laughs> no. case, I know, if it wasn't for parents, like, you know, this is, this is the thing I found common between last week's episode and the one that we're going to talk about next. If people, <laughs> if lovers were just left to their own, it would have been a different story. But it was the interference of others, particular daddy. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's that significant similarity between the two stories in that the big powerful father stepped in and said, hold on a second, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. And suddenly there's lots of drama and it doesn't all end well, unfortunately. No. For, for, not for everybody, anyway. Yeah. But Robert Emmons and Sarah Curran, they truly were star-crossed lovers. You know, they were so young and he was trying to do so much, trying to achieve so much. I think he had so many ideals. Maybe he took, maybe he took on too much. Maybe he bit off more than he could chew, you know? He certainly packed an awful lot into a very, very short life. Yes, indeed. And of course, I forgot all about the historical effect that he had, particularly with that last speech that he gave from the dock and how that kind of just echoed through world history. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, we don't mention it in the show because obviously we only have a certain amount of time and it's yep. one one person it influenced is Winston Churchill's fight them on the beaches, yep. fight them in the fields. There is a piece of Robert Emmett's oration from the dock where he talks about people were saying to him, oh, you know, you're just going to line with the French and the French are going to come in and take over Ireland. And he said, no, if the French come, we will meet them on the beaches, we'll meet them in the fields. And it, it, it's <laughs> so close to what Churchill said. So you can see how it echoed there as well. But of course, you know, great people, great speeches, they take from where they need to and, uh, you know, you steal from the best. <laughs> well, that's it, you know. Well, there was a once a saying, what's the secret of genius? Never reveal your sources, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. So, moving on to Oscar Wilde and Alfred Douglas, also known as Bosey. How Alfred Douglas's dad got in the way of their story. You begin the yeah. story next Wednesday with a photograph. Yes, indeed. The famous portrait. Oscar Wilde commissioned a photographer in Oxford to take a picture of himself and his beau, <laughs> his yeah. beloved, yeah. Lord Alfred Douglas, Bosey. Oscar Wilde had his picture taken in a studio in Oxford and it was risky at the time because it was in Victorian England, in, in the Victorian society, whatever you did behind closed doors in the secret of your own life was fine. And whatever you wanted to do, just do it, just don't talk about it and don't show it. But yeah. once you started to show your tendencies towards an alternative life, then you were in trouble. And so the photograph, while it was, you know, two men, could have been just two friends, you know, having um, a photograph together, it also could be seen as two lovers, and especially with Wilde's arm around Bosey, and Wilde being that bit older as well, of course, than the very young Bosey, then it could have been seen in a way that drew attention and maybe unwanted yeah. negative attention to the relationship and was quite risky. But I think maybe Wilde knew that things we're going to go down a dangerous or maybe not work out the way that he wanted. And maybe this was something he needed to have a, mem a memory of this relationship that he maybe knew himself in his own mind that it wasn't going to last. And whatever, anyway, it was instrumental in the outcome. I was just having a thought about what we had here, and you're describing it, is a clash between two philosophies, two ways of looking at the world. One was that of the Victorians, and the other one was of the artistic, the aesthetic. What, what Wilde was so good at, and his success was based on were his plays that mocked and was basically a satire on Victorian 
uh, lifestyle in the Victorian society and he got away with that because he made them laugh at themselves and they didn't even realise they were laughing at themselves and by putting the satire and the humour in there he was getting away with mocking the society but it was when it came to a point where he he started to let it go too far and when people off off stage in his public life when it started to become public and people started to hear what was really going on they were mortified despite the fact that they might be doing similar things themselves behind closed doors it was like oh you just you know don't talk about this don't show it we don't want to hear it and suddenly he became just scandalous don't make it public. We must mention, of course, the the father uh, is the Marquis of Queensbury, who was instrumental in creating the rules of boxing. Yes, indeed, and very ironic because he was known to be a very brutish and violent man, and he wasn't very nice to his family, to his sons. He was very, very rough and very verbally abusive, and especially to Bosey and the, himself and Bosey were constantly at loggerheads and saying awful things to each other and threatening each other constantly. Yeah. So it was kind of ironic that a man who was so brutish and known for being so angry all the time was the one who decided that, hold on, boxing is violent and dangerous. We should put some rules containing their, their aggression and contain this sport and make it more gentlemanly. So he came up with the Queensbury rules, which, you know, everyone knows about and still are there today. But that said, David Norris didn't think much of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, David Norris is not afraid to hold... He doesn't hold his punches, that's for sure. <laughs> David Norris speaks his mind and uh, yeah, he he was not a big fan or would not be a big fan of the Marquess of Queensbury and gives us a very good insight into the character of the man and indeed his family. In fact, there was one quote that stuck out in my mind, mad, bad, dangerous to know, but that was actually a description of Byron. Yes, indeed it was, so I, I think it's fitting though in this case as well. Yeah, okay. Well, the best thing to do actually is go along and see it for yourself on Wednesday night. As I say, I don't want to give too much away, just a taste of the massive struggle that took place between two parts of society, one man who was making us laugh at it and a powerful man on the other side who just decided that Oscar Wilde had just taken a step too far and decided to do something about it. And that's the story of Oscar Wilde and Bosey, Lord Alfred Douglas, as told in this week's Scaelta Grawn Heron, part of a six-part series to be aired every Wednesday night at half past eight on TT Cahar. And if we've missed any episodes, just go to the TT Cahar player, look up the current programme, and for instance, this week you'll see Robert Emmert and Sarah Curran, and also the previous episode as well. So don't forget, Wednesday night, half past eight on TT Cahar. Paddy O'Shea, thanks for giving me an insight into Irish history. It's, it's, it's yet another episode that shows that love causes us to make decisions that it isn't necessarily always the best for us. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Paddy O'Shea, thanks a million. All right. Oh, it's just fantastic to see a series like that. And now is the perfect time, I think, when we're home and we want something that's different. And I know you can get stuck into all the Bridgertons and everything like that that you like. Make this part of your weekly calendar as well. You won't regret it. And next week is Queen of Artillery. Oh, my God. I I love it. I love it. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.